You are listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Hey there, welcome to another episode of She Means Profit. I am so excited to have you spending time with me today. And today we are talking about cost cutting and how to do it effectively in your business. It's such an interesting topic to me, especially when I work with clients, like understanding people's thought processes when it comes to expenses. So we're going to dive into that a little deeper in a few minutes. Before we get started, I want to wish all my Canadian friends a happy Thanksgiving because this week in Canada, we celebrated Thanksgiving and I hope all my Canadians had their share of turkey or whatever it is that you eat to celebrate this holiday. And I also wanted to give you an update on my book, which is Cash Confident, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Creating a Profitable Business. So it's getting closer now, and I'm so excited. So the manuscript was handed in to the publisher last month. We have the book cover done, and we're doing rounds of edits, and this book is becoming real, right? Like, I wrote this book. Now it's being edited, and it's getting closer to being in bookstores. The schedule date for arrival in the bookstores is May 16th, 2023. So if you're interested in getting on our email list to get reminded for when the book is coming out and getting all the inside info for pre-order bonuses and promotions that will be taking place before the launch, I invite you to subscribe to our book list. The link is in the show notes. And I really want you to know that I really appreciate your support. It's very important to me. I appreciate you being on this journey. This will not be, this is my first book, but will definitely not be my last book. I've got two other books in the works right now. So at minimum, I will have three books published. So I'm super excited about this. Okay, let's jump in though. We're going to talk about understanding that sometimes you need to spend money to make money. So I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. And I'm going to use my poor husband as an example. Maybe I sound like I'm picking on him. I don't mean to. But it's it's a common argument that we have or disagreement, not argument. Like We don't really fight about this, but it's just like we just see things differently. So my husband understands that when you're investing in the stock market, so for every dollar he invests, theoretically, If he invested successfully, that dollar will not only appreciate over time, but it will pay him dividends each quarter. So essentially, that dollar is working for him and making more money for him as well. So theoretically, if the if it's 10% rate of return, like, you know, we're expecting this this dollar to appreciate 10% over the year, at the end of the year, he should have a dollar, like if he cashed in his stock, it should be worth a dollar ten. Plus, he would have gotten a couple of cents every quarter as a dividend payment for investing in that stock. Now, obviously, you know, a dollar is not really 
you know, realistic for, for investing in the stock market, that you can see how when you're investing thousands and thousands of dollars, it has a pretty good chance of, you know, making some decent money. But the whole point is, you know, he's getting, he's investing this dollar and this dollar is working for him. It appreciates in value and he gets more money in return. But when it comes to investing in my business, he sees everything as an expense. So for example, if I'm launching a new offer, I need to invest in advertising to reach potential clients, right? I have an organic reach and I also need to reach beyond my immediate community and try to reach new potential clients. So I need to invest some money in advertising because sadly, organic reach isn't as strong as your advertising dollars. So when he looks at this, he sees this as a sunk cost, right? For him, it's like, okay, so you're spending like, I don't know, let's just say $5,000. So you've spent $5,000. So essentially you've lost it. But he's not understanding that I have spent $5,000, but I will get maybe twice the amount back in value, right? So that $5,000 that I used in advertising costs reached enough people that maybe I've gotten $20,000 or have sold $20,000 of services as a result of those advertising dollars. So essentially what I've done is I've forexed my investment. So the reason why I'm using this analogy is because a lot of people think like this. And when it comes to investing in your business or yourself, you also have to think about the return on that investment that you'll get. So if you are investing your dollars in something that's going to appreciate the value of your business over time, which in this example I gave you was investing in advertising and getting, you know, 4 x in client work in return, right? So it seems like a logical investment. But I have a caveat to this, right? Because when it comes to investing in your business and yourself, you need to also be wary of what other people are telling you. This is a great sales tactic that's used quite often to manipulate you. So what they're saying is, okay, if you invest in my program, you're going to get an ROI of XX amount of dollars or whatever, right? And I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying be very careful because it can be a sales tactic used to manipulate you and get your money. So when you're investing in yourself, be sure that you're making the right investment that will get you the specific return that you're looking for. Don't get manipulated. Okay, so now I'm going to share with you a story about my friend Diane, who's been in business for decades, has a huge platform, authored many books, but lets part of her business management fall through the cracks. She gets caught up in the hustle and fails to invest in the activities that help her generate more revenue. So this is why we're talking about this today, because I see this often. It, my friend Diane is not just guilty of it. And by the way, her name isn't really Diane. But my friend is not the only person that is guilty of this. I have clients who have done this. I see a lot of anxiety when it comes to spending money and investing in yourself. So it's not just about investing in programs that are going to help you be the best CEO of your business that you can possibly be, but it's also investing in services 
consultants, maybe, you know, just getting rebrands, whatever the case may be, where you're investing money, but the money will come back to you. And a lot of people get really fearful of that because they're afraid that they're going to lose all their money. And it's not just about your business. It's like investing in the stock market or in like just investing in anything can be very scary for people. So I want you to think about the things that you need to invest in in your business so that you can create more profit for yourself. And let me be clear about this too, because I don't want you investing in your business if you're not already making profit, because that's not that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about growth of your business, right? So let's say that you are earning a net profit margin of 30% each year. So you want to make sure that the investment that you're making will increase your profit or your profit margin as well. Okay, so my friend's excuse when it comes to investing in herself and her business is that it's so expensive. She has the fear of spending money on high ticket items, such as advertising or marketing, that doesn't always meet expectations. She's been burned in the past, and I get this because, like I mentioned, it does happen sometimes, but you also need to take a risk, right? High risk, high reward. High risk also means a higher risk of losing things. So it's you need to understand your investment personality, which can be very scary for some and very easy for others and way too easy for other people too, right? They, they get overconfident and they invest their money and lose everything. In business, you do need to spend money to make money. Let me be clear on that. In business, you do need to spend money to make money. So as your business is growing, your costs increase as well. So as you grow and scale your business, some of your expenses will grow too. You'll need to increase marketing efforts. And as your revenue increases, chances are you'll need to add some team members to keep up with the demand or other things as well. So yes, it can get expensive, but you also need to look at the returns that these investments will offer you. Like I said, you may commonly hear about return on investment, which also is ROI. So ROI always means return on investment. You may invest some money in marketing, and if you manage to double or triple or quadruple your sales, then it's been a good investment. It means that for every dollar that you invested in marketing, you made $2 back or 3 or $4, whatever the case may be. ROI tries to directly measure the amount of return on a particular investment relative to the investment's cost. So there are many types of investments you can make in your business. Another consideration is hiring, like, like, say, for example, a social media manager. Social media has become, it's exploded over the years. It's become an almost like you need to have a social media presence. So investing in the use of like a social media manager can be costly. However, the ROI to be measured is twofold. One, you have more free time to focus on revenue-generating activities in your business. So that's one way of looking at it where it's like, okay, I freed up my time. Now I can go make some more money. And two, you will likely get the results of more clients interested in working with you because they have found you through your social media presence. So there's two different ways you can look at that investment on a social media manager. And chances are you're going to reap the benefits of both of those. 
So podcasting can be an expensive investment to make if you're hiring somebody for edits and promotion of the podcast and such, but you can also attract many clients through podcasting, and it can be a very valuable lead generation. So let's just say, like, just for argument's sake, that you're spending $500 in podcasting per month. So you've got your podcast editor doing all that work for you and stuff. So that frees up your time as well to focus on revenue generating activities in your business. And it's also a podcast that reaches people, you know, maybe every week your your audience keeps growing and growing and growing and you're reaching more people and they are joining your community and coming into your ecosystem and ultimately converting into paying clients. So the return on that $500 that you invest every month in for, for podcasting could be like, you know, $2,000, $20,000, whatever the case is for however many clients you have come in return. So it's a good, good expense to invest in a podcast. Investing can involve indirect everyday costs as well, such as installing a coffee bar in the staff room of your brick and mortar location. Like let's say you have one and you've got a team and you install a coffee bar and that may not be revenue generating or attracting new clients, but it could be seen as a valuable perk for your team members. So sometimes the value of the return on your investment cannot be measured in terms of revenue generating, but cost savings as well. So if your staff is happy and they really like the fact that you've invested in this coffee and they get free coffee every day, they come to work and they're happy, and it just it's a small investment for a huge boost in morale and likely productivity, then your investment is definitely paying off. Because if you took that coffee maker away, you would have some disgruntled employees who are no longer happy working with you and probably don't produce or or are not nearly as productive as they were when you had that coffee machine there. So I hope these examples are making sense. Okay, let me share with you my story about Skye, who was a former client of mine. And yet again, her name is not Skye, but it's such a pretty name, I wanted to use it. So Sky is a successful product seller, and she used Facebook ads to help her move her products. So her annual revenues in her business were like $5 million per year. And when she looked at her expenses and her profit, knowing that she made $5 million in revenue, she would get really, really upset and cry because she's like, the profit just isn't there. Like, where did all my money go? So she's thinking that because her Facebook ads were costing her 50% of her revenue numbers. So basically, $2.5 million is what she was spending in Facebook ads. So that would be enough to give her a heart, well, not a heart attack, literally, but she would be very, very stressed about that expense going out, right? And she wanted to increase her profit, And she thought that she could cut back on Facebook ads to increase her profit, but that's not how it works, right? So that's a wrong kind of way to look at it because what she was failing to recognize was for every dollar that she put in Facebook ads, she got $2 of revenue. So her Facebook ads were working. I mean, a lot of people would love to get that kind of return on Facebook ads these days. But she was looking at it like, oh my, I spent two and a half million dollars in Facebook ads. This is not happening. And But the thing is, it was a good investment. It's a good investment because she's making $5 million of sales with that investment. 
If she cut her investment of Facebook ads to $100,000, then historically it has been shown that her revenue would be cut to $200,000. So she would only be making $100,000 on those ads. So would you rather be making $2.5 million on a $2.5 million investment or $100,000? right? So it's all about economies of scale. The more she invested in Facebook ads, the more revenue it would bring in because that was the nature of her products. They were all sold online through her Facebook ads. That's how people found her. So she knows that her consistent ad spends is the reason why she's bringing in such a high number of sales. So to cut her ad spend just didn't make sense. She would be cutting her sales numbers. So just because her ad spend is high, doesn't mean that it's wrong. So this is why knowing your business numbers is so important. The success of her ad spend is verifiable. You don't want to cut off the hand that feeds you. You need to look at your business numbers more closely to determine what is really going on in your business to see where you need to cut. Because had she decided, I am spending way too much money in Facebook ads, I'm cutting them all off and I'm going organic, she literally would have lost $2.5 million worth of profit because she's making $5 million of sales. Her average return on the ad was 50%. So it cost her $2.5 million in Facebook ads to get $2.5 million of gross profit. So it's really important. I'm going to reiterate that. It's really important to look at your business numbers and understand them so you understand how your business is making profit so that you don't cut off the hand that feeds. So once Sky knew this, she could focus on the issue and create a better cash management system for her business, right? Because like she didn't have just Facebook ads for, for expenses. So her profit margins were still really healthy with the, you know, reduction of the other costs that went into her business. But I really wanted to focus on the Facebook ads versus the sales so that you understood that even though it's a high expense, it's also bringing in a high return for her. Once she realized that, her confidence returned and she felt really good about the position that she was taking with her Facebook ads and continued it and even added more fuel to the fire. But she needed that reassurance, right? She was so afraid when she started working with me that she's like, I know you're going to tell me to cut my Facebook ad expense. And I looked at her like, I'm absolutely not telling you that because that is your bread and butter. When hard economic times hit, the first thing large corporations do is they look internally to see where they can cost to save money. So this strategy is common because in hard economic times, your sales levels are likely to shrink. And a proactive approach to declining sales numbers is basically to reduce the fat. So in large companies, the first thing that people look at is payroll because payroll is generally the largest expense in the business. Now, in Sky's case, it's her Facebook ads. So if she's feeling the pinch, she wouldn't want to cut her Facebook ads unless the return on their Facebook ads were no longer working. So if you're a small business with a few employees, payroll likely wouldn't be the first place that you would want to cut to save money. You have to understand how your business is creating that profit so that you know what costs you can do without and still maintain that same level of profit. So the point I'm trying to make is that regardless of the size of your company is, 
all companies will react by trimming expenses somewhere. So you just have to be careful where you want to start reducing costs. So if you cut your payroll and like, let's just say, because you're a small company or a small, medium-sized company, and let's just say you've got like five people on payroll and you end up cutting your sales staff because you decided because that was the latest hire that you had. So you should probably cut them first because that person has the less seniority. However, you did not take into consideration that that salesperson was generating revenue for you. So you've basically cut the person who's going to be bringing in the revenue. So not a smart move when you, when you think about that, right? Because in a time where your revenues are shrinking, you want to make sure that you've still got somebody on the ground bringing in that revenue so that the whole business doesn't go bust. If you had to cut staff, maybe the better choice would be the part-time help or the seasonal help or somebody that you could really, you know, kind of do without if sales were shrinking. So maybe an admin person, somebody who's not generating the revenue like a salesperson does. So you have to be strategic when it comes to cost-cutting measures that you're taking. But let me also point out that it should not take hard economic times for you to understand how cost controlling works. So I encourage you to be proactive and control costs during good times and bad because controlling costs will help you keep money in your pocket as well. So don't just look at cost cutting measures when it's you know, a recession is looming or pandemics are here or what have you. You wanna make sure that you're looking at your numbers each and every month so you understand where all your expenses are going and you understand if they're giving you a return on your dollar. Because everything in business affects your profit line. Whether it's directly or indirectly, it's going to have an effect. So let's just say you did cut an admin person because, you know, they're they're not a revenue generating position. However, that admin person frees up a lot of other people's time so they can focus on revenue generating activities. So even though that admin person doesn't directly affect the sales coming in, it indirectly affects it. So it frees up the time for others to focus on sales. Cost cutting should not be done nilly-willy. It should be taken into consideration. You should have a strategic plan and understand if you were to cut certain things, how it's going to affect your business as a whole. Because you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're cutting, you're not going to be cutting off a limb, so to speak, right? You don't want to just cut everything and then have nothing and you won't be able to operate your business. You want to do it strategically. And that may involve reducing costs by 10% in different places, but it, it's going to depend specifically on your business where you need to cut. And perhaps you may need some guidance on that as well. So I encourage you, especially with this looming recession that's going on right now, you know, experts say we're in it, we're not in it, blah, 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 whatever. But I mean, the point is you want to be proactive and make sure that you trim the fat, so to speak, from your expense budget. So if you are spending on things that you don't necessarily need and they're not really helping the, the needle move in your business, you may want to consider redu reducing that, but you don't want to cut off the hand that feeds you. So keep that in mind when you're looking at cost-cutting cut strategies. So again, if you are interested in getting on our book list for Cash Confident, an entrepreneur's guide to creating a profitable business, Follow the link and sign up 
get yourself on the email list. And that will remind you of all the pre-order bonuses and promotions that will be taking place before the book hits the book stands on May 16th, 2023. So the link is in the show notes and I appreciate your support. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group.